This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello and welcome to this episode of OPI Talk with me, Andy Braithwaite. And today I'm delighted to welcome back to OPI Talk, Lean Masuli, industry analyst at the NPD Group based in the USA. And Aline is one of a select few to be featured on OPI Talk for a third time, no less. So welcome back, Lean. Good to see you. Andy, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Okay, thank, thanks thanks for doing this. Now, I invited you on to, to this episode to talk about some interesting figures NPD published recently about the performance of the U.S. office supplies industry in uh, in 2021 just i'll just remind people of the, the headline numbers so office supply sales in 2021 in the us were 14.5 billion which was an 11% increase on 2020 and 12% higher than in 2019 now there might be some naysayers out there thinking well there must be some mistake office supplies is a declining category. There's no way there could have been double-digit growth two years in a row. The numbers are a poppycock. So could you please set the, the record straight for us on, on those numbers? Those numbers are correct. They are. So we are up about 11% uh, year over year. And really the driving factor has been pricing. So we have seen an increase in unit sales as well. So units have not declined quite yet year over year, but pricing really has been the main driver. And I'm sure that's something we're going to cover today. Yeah. So, yeah. Perhaps it just might be a good idea to clarify exactly what the figures do and do not cover in terms of products and sales channels. Sounds good. So we cover about 13 different category groups within the office supplies, tracking service at retail and in our commercial channel. These categories include everything from stationary, so anything you would find in your stationary department at mass. Mailing and shipping is also included in that storage and then various arts and crafts categories. Sometimes when we provide our growth numbers for the year, that includes categories that someone may not typically define as your typical office supply. So things like I just mentioned, your arts and crafts, storage, mail and ship, these other categories have been big drivers for our industry, and they may not typically fall under uh, a traditional definition of what how someone may define our, you know, a, a subset of what office supplies is. So I think we have to think about the industry as all inclusive of these products that, that uh, are being purchased for business, office, home, school projects. Okay. And then just a reminder of which channels you, you are covering in those numbers. We cover the food, drug, e-commerce, and brick-and-mortar channels. Okay. So that doesn't include commercial office products, resellers, for example. That's right. Okay. All right. Great. We do have that as a separate standalone channel. Okay. But that's today it. we're talking mostly retail. So mm. that's... Yeah. Okay. All right. But it does include office supplies, superstores, for example. Oh, yes, absolutely. So in our brick and mortar channel, we would have mass, dollar, the uh, office superstores are located there. So yes, we yeah. do include that as our retail. Number. Okay, great. Just what are the three largest categories 
for example, in those numbers? And what do they represent as a, as a proportion of the overall number? It's a good question. We cover, so our largest categories would be storage, the writing instruments, and our presentation and reference is another area that's relatively large. That includes things like binders. Hmm. And as a percentage of the industry sales, I don't have that. Okay. Exactly. No, no, no problem. I sprung that one on you, so apologies for that. You alluded to to some of the, the the drivers in those numbers. Perhaps you can expand on that for us. Yes. So we've seen, as a result of COVID, we've seen a lot of various lifestyle changes. Everybody is well aware of that. The work from home segment has been a key driver to more supply purchasing at retail. We have people working at home, setting up things like their home office, their desk, and that requires certain supplies. So that's been a segment that's helped drive growth. Arts and crafts has also seen a boost. So uh, consumers are have been doing either more projects at home, some have decided to start a small business and uh, that may, that may include handmade products. So these things are all helping to drive that growth. The last and one of the most important aspects of the growth we've seen is pricing. So pricing has increased about 5% versus 2020 and 17% versus 2019 on an annual basis. So this was all of 2021. If we look at pricing year to date, that growth is even stronger. So for the first nine weeks of the year, prices are up 15% versus 2021 and 25% versus 2019. That's pretty significant. So overall, I think this is what's helping boost. We had a really soft start to 2022 and mm. that, that pricing increases helped us boost sales. We're now up 1% versus 2021 and up 11% versus 2019. So we're still growing dollars okay. even in 2022, but we did have a soft start to the year. Yeah. What does all that mean in terms of unit numbers then? Good question. That's my, my good lead in. So units are challenged. We're down about 12%. And uh, this is versus 2021. And we're pretty similar down 9% versus uh, 20, 20, 2019. A lot of that can be attributed to things like students heading back to school, where people aren't really buying in as much as what we saw last year during the off season. Workers heading back to offices, that's also gonna impact what's being bought at retail. We've, we've seen a change in economic stimulus this year versus what was being provided to consumers last year. Shift in Easter sales, this is a big one. So Easter last year helped drive, drove sales during Q1, whereas that shift from Q1 to Q2 means that we're actually up against some continued headwinds for the rest of the quarter. So those last two weeks of the quarter, which saw heavier Easter shopping last year, we won't have that this year. That shifts into April. Mm -hmm. The good news is, is that provides a nice boost to Q2. So we sh that should help drive sales for our Q2 period. Okay. Just going back to the 2021 results then, that, that headline double digit increase, what, what were the unit numbers then overall? We were up about 5% okay. and year over year and down single digits, three, three, two or three percent versus 2019. Okay. When you look at some of the, the products, the results of different categories from 2019 and from 
2021. Can you see those differences from some of the trends that you mentioned, you know, work from home and arts and crafts? Has, has it been a, a significant shift in the mix that you can see in, in your data? Yes, absolutely. We, we're seeing a lot of those higher price point type product categories being sold. So for example, uh, storage containers, which are typically your large bulk storage containers are, are being purchased. These typically come at a much higher price point than what you might find a spiral mm -hmm. notebook or a pencil. So as these, these categories take up a larger percent of the mix, they're also helping drive average pricing up for the industry. Other categories that are a good example, shredders is another uh, category that did very well during the pandemic. And this is this is also a higher price point product. So yes, we did see a shift in the mix and the, a lot of the, the work from home segment supplies are also supplies in some cases that will carry a higher price point. Okay. Now I've, I've seen in, in your report that you you pointed to some kind of sales normalization this year. What, what does that mean exactly? A, a really good way to describe that would be we saw a pretty big disruption during 2020 with back to school. So your core supplies during the season saw about a 20 to 20% share dip, right? From what they normally could be. And we've seen that come back in 2021. So the share, let's say of school supplies during the 2021 season being sold were equivalent in units in respect to units to what we were seeing in 2019. So unit unit share came came back. Now, as we start to resume, I guess what you would call a new lifestyle post post COVID to some extent, heading head figuring out how do we head back to offices, students being back in school, these types of things are going to help reset and better understand the new new demand curve for these products in the years to come. Are we going to need these supplies at the same rate that we needed them in the past? Will we need more, right? So if, if some of us are working hybrid, will we need supplies in our offices and in at home? So I think that's what we are talking about when we think about normalization is that we start to understand, you know, that those disruptions become less and we really start to understand what is the new demand line. Mm. Okay, good. Again, looking back at, at the 2021 numbers that you published, any category highlights that, that stood out for you, that kind of jumped, jumped off the page when, when, you, when you saw the numbers? I think some of the biggest categories that, that saw a boost, die cutting machines. I know that's not your typical office supply product, but that is an area that we cover and we track and it's really it really took off during the pandemic, saw double digit growth. It makes up about 30 to 35% of our coloring and arts category group. So that's that's one that I would call out as being uh, pretty unique and helped to drive that the growth. Other areas, pens. So traditional pens is one of our top growth categories for the industry. We saw several new products being introduced within that category. I can't get into specifics on that, of course, mm. but there were some new product introductions that helped drive that growth. Pricing was also a factor. So we saw price changes within that, that category. We also saw some pack size changes as well, depending on the, the type of pen and pack. So that's, 
those are all things that I think I would I would say stand out. So your traditional pens, the die cutting machines, and projects at home. Yeah, and, and those are the two that I would okay. call but out. What was different about the the pack sizes, for example? So I think one of the one of the key there are two call outs. One is we're seeing a shift in some cases to smaller pack sizes. So if you have somebody working from home, they're not going. You know, in many cases, they're going to need a smaller pack of pens if they're purchasing that for their desk. We're also seeing a, a change in the type of uh, pack type. So whether let's say we're buying a black and blue pen for more work work related purposes versus an assorted or multi pack uh, pens. So when we look at our numbers versus prior prior year, we're actually let's let's take versus 2019. Gel, for example, saw a really relatively healthy increase in purchasing of black and blue color pens, whereas in areas like the uh, porous pens, we're seeing a really big shift towards the assorted or multi-pack pens. And I think that's reflective maybe of how consumers are changing, how they take notes, for example, uh, the continued popularity of the coloring trend, which that's also reflected in our data. And that goes for both children and adults participating within that, within that activity. Mm. Okay. Don't know if you have an insight onto perhaps some of the categories that weren't doing particularly well pre-pandemic. When we think of your filing and archiving and some of those paper-based categories, how how have they performed over the past couple of years? We have seen a rebound in in some categories like filing. I think that has to do with setting up home offices for sure. So whether that's sustainable, that, you know, that remains to be seen. Mm. But I think that initial activation and setup of home offices is something that's helping drive categories like filing. We, we serve it in our, we have a report that we publish uh, twice a year, we update. So it's our forecast. Within that forecast for the industry, we also publish a separate survey. We've asked consumers what their progress is or status is on their home offices. And we've actually found that about 30 to 35% of consumers currently still feel that they're unsatisfied with their home office and that they have plans to improve that home office in the coming year. So we, although we have uh, consumers heading back to offices in some cases, there's still a pretty large opportunity to meet mm-hmm. the needs and demands of consumers that are still figuring out how they're going to create this balance in either a hybrid or work from home environment. And I think the office supplies industry has a huge advantage there okay. in meeting that need. All right. Okay. Good. Quickly looking at some of the some of the the channels there within within that se- the segment that you cover. Any any share shifts there between mass or superstores or bricks and mortar or all the other channels or, or online? Obviously, is the other one. So I did. I didn't come with. Uh, specific channel shifts today, but we can definitely cover that on another podcast. What I can tell you is our e-commerce share of retail right now is about 27%. It's down slightly from uh, last year. And that's because we saw that resurgence of store sales. Mm. So that's really, that's pulled down the share by about one to two points. But I anticipate that we should continue, we'll resume gaining e-commerce share points in the in the future okay at least one to two points per year i i personally think our industry could land somewhere between 30 percent and 70 percent 
brick and mortar. Wow. Okay. We're we're pretty close to that already. We're about twenty seven percent. Yeah. Do you think it will stabilize then when it hits that thirty seventy mark? That's my that's my personal thought. Yes, mm. I believe we could stabilize at about a thirty seventy. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't that long ago that e-commerce was was less than 10%, was it? No, it wasn't. That's very true. Yes. A lot of that will, I mean, I think a lot of that will depend on the back-to-school season shopping. Back-to-school season does such a big portion of our annual unit and dollar sales. I think we're somewhere around 36% back-to-school and around 40% unit, sorry, dollar sales and 40% unit. So that's... How, how consumers shop back to school and what some of the digital services are available there could be something that okay. drives a, that. A great, a great lead into my next question, which was on, on back to school. As you pointed out, it's a, a crucial period in, in the year for the, for the category. It seemed to have quite a strong 2021, didn't it? It, it did, yes. We were up 13% for the season hmm. in dollar sales, yes. Yeah. But also noted that average selling prices were for that period, for that short back to school period, we're up 19%. So yes. it does suggest that volumes were, were lower. Yes. So that's another great point. One of the key trends that we've seen in 2021 is a decline in the units on promotion. Mm. So if we looked at the annual rate of units on promotion, we went from about 2019% of units in the industry being sold on promotion down to 26% in 2021 that's for the year in during so that's a three-point decline for the back to school season the rate of decline was even greater so we were down four points during the back to school season on units uh, units being sold on promotion so that had a significant impact on dollar performance for the for the season yeah okay the fewer promotions were they what were they driven by any 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 idea the units on promotion pretty much hit almost all of our category groups. I think there was only one or two that didn't get hit and they, were, they weren't back to school related. Mm. So if you looked at our back to school product categories, all of them fall into the realm of having units uh, on promotion at a rate below what we were seeing in 2019. Mm. So it, the, the trend to hit almost all of our categories and it makes sense because we saw that in other industries as well. So categories that had that were in high demand, you know, they did see a, a change in the how many were being promoted. Okay, good. So we, we pretty much covered twenty twenty one. You've already told us a little bit about the, the start to to twenty twenty two. Any further expectations for the rest of this year? We will be publishing our forecast in mid-April. Okay. So that's something mm. that I look forward and I'm excited to pass over to you once we have that ready. We'll have our uh, annual forecast for 2023 through 2024 and our expectations there. We'll also have our back to school forecast for the season in 2022 and the years beyond that. So that that should be available in about four weeks. And overall, what we're predicting is that sales will be stronger. We'll have we'll have growth this season. And that that growth will be driven by the trend that we've been seeing within higher ESPs. Yeah, yeah, okay. Couple, couple of things just, just on, on that or, or this year. We've seen companies announcing a return to the office for, for their employees. What impact do you think that will have on the office supplies category in 2022? 
So we've we've seen a rebound in commercial sales. Those are up about 16%. We're still down uh, within the commercial channel, but I think that return to offices should help with the commercial sales increase and rebound for the rest of the year. For retail channel, it, the impact could go both ways. I think if most consumers are working on a hybrid basis, so they're in the office part-time and at home part-time, or there's a selection of consumers that will work like that, they're going to need supplies in two places. So you're opening, you're, you're creating a long-term uh, strategy or cham- two channels for the mm. consumer to shop and gain supplies. So that actually helps boost our retail and maintain our retail sales. The other the other side of the coin could be that as consumers head back to offices and if they're there full time, then they'll resume old uh, ways of acquiring supplies, which would in some ways take take unit sales out of the, the retail channel. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's something that in, remains to be seen. It, it may impact different categories in different ways. I, I you know, in some cases, I think some categories might benefit. Yeah. Right. Uh, whereas others may only may shift back to the commercial channel and stay there okay all right good something maybe to look out for this this time next year when we're looking back at 2022's numbers to see any anything anything on that just just one question you know obviously prices are are going up and that's what we hear a lot about the inflationary environment any sense that that will dampen consumer spending so they they might rein in their spending in 2022 and that that could impact the, the office supplies category the simplest way for me to answer that is yes. I think there is the chance for that to happen. In some cases, we are already seeing that impact in, in other industries. So yes, I think that is something that could happen, especially if their share of wallet also needs to be allocated to other areas mm-hmm. like higher gas prices or things like that. So I do I do think that yes, that this could impact as we go through the year even Okay, more right, than good. what we've seen already. Okay, so another thing to look out for yes. this year. Okay, Lean, thank you very much. I've enjoyed our, our little chat today and look forward to to speaking with you again, hopefully later later this year when you've released some, some more, more figures for us. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Andy. This was great. Okay, great. Take care. Thanks, you too. If you have got this far, then thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. Please check out our website, opi.net, for news, interviews, analysis, and much more from the business products world. We've also got a great app that you can download from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine. And we hope you will join us again soon for another episode of OPI Talk.